JM in the AM. It's uh, Monday morning. My thanks to by Goldwasser. Here we are on a JM in the AM, Erev Rosh Chodesh. Well, I've mentioned we have a, a, a bunch of amazing things coming up, as usual, on the JM in the AM calendar. And one of them is our um, Jewish Unity Initiative to Venice, Italy, which is going to be happening in mid-November with a couple of great radio broadcasts, the 20th and 21st of November. Uh, 21st and 22nd, more accurately, of November uh, from Venice, Italy, as um, we participate in the commemoration of the 500th year of the Venetian ghetto and bring a uh, a Jewish music event and a spirit of Jewish unity to one of the smallest uh, Jewish communities uh, currently uh, on the planet. Uh, with us live via telephone is somebody who can speak about the incredible 500 years since the establishment of the uh, Venice ghetto. And that is uh, Joya Perugia uh, Stolman, who is the curator of what is now being exhibited at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. It's entitled Venetian Splendor, marking 500 years of the Venice Ghetto. Joya, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for interviewing me. A pleasure to speak with you. I would assume, um, and I, I had the uh, privilege of being in Venice just a few weeks ago, and seeing so much of uh, of what is happening now and uh, and and uh, was able to uh, get a glimpse of the history of the 500 years by being there i would assume that the the um, the reason that the exhibit uh, was planned now was in fact in commemoration of the 500th year of the ghetto yes so now also if you say that you've been in venice uh, we joined the Israel museum other institution uh, in Italy, uh, abroad, and in Israel, too, that commemorate this important event 500 years since the establishment of the first ghetto in the world. The ghetto of Venice was established, established in the 29th of March, 1516. And uh, actually what, you know, the Jews were enclosed in, a, in an area which was isolated from the rest of the city. And... Uh, you know, there is this contradiction, which is very important, because from one point of view, it's true that the Jews were enclosed there, forced to live there, but at the same time, it was the first time that they also could live permanently in one place. Right. So therefore, this enabled also the Jews to floor, despite the poorness, despite, you know, a very, very crowded place and with limitations, it also enabled them to live a Jewish life, to flourish, and uh, from spiritual point of view, cultural and religious. So uh, also here in the Israel Museum, we wanted to commemorate this event, uh, and we have this small display, which is called Venetian Splendor, marking 500 years of the Venice Ghetto. And also from the name, uh, we want uh, actually to show, let's say, this sort of paradox, yeah. We we speak about ghetto and we speak about splendor. Right. To our objects, we want to highlight the flourishing of the community. Yeah, and I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about those objects in a moment. But you make a point that's so important, and I'm sure it's one that'll come up uh, a lot when we travel as a as a show to Venice in just a couple of weeks, and that is that uh, Jews were forced to live in a specific area, but that also forced them to be a Jewish community. Is that a good way of putting it? Maybe we can say yes. I mean, they, can, they were enabled to live a Jewish life. 
Right. And they didn't have the fear anymore to be exiled again. Right. They lived permanently, so they could be in their own synagogue and decorate, um, decorate them, you know, with this most beautiful object. So it's all the time a uh, contradiction because many of the majority were poor, but the richest one, you know, donated for the synagogues these splendid objects, really splendid, which ornamented and enriched the synagogues, which are also very, very beautiful. Yeah, Joya Perugia. Uh, Slutkin is, uh, Stolman rather, is with us live via telephone from Israel. Venetian Splendor marking 500 years of the Venice Ghetto on display at the, um, Israel Museum in Jerusalem. All right, uh, as a curator, I am sure it's a process in terms of choosing objects that you think could tell this story in a proper way to people who've never seen it or may not even have heard of it. How do you go ahead and start collecting items and objects for this, uh, exhibit? Okay, first of all, uh, we are really lucky as is a museum that one of the masterpieces that we have since the museum's inception in 1965 is the synagogue of Vittorio Veneto. It's mm -hmm. the, the interior, the complete interior of a synagogue. Vittorio Veneto is a little town northern of Venice that reflects the atmosphere and the style of the Venetian synagogue. So as a backdrop, first of all, we have this beautiful synagogue, and then we have a collection of ceremonial objects, mostly of silver, uh, Torah crowns, Torah female, shields, uh, book bindings, which were part of our collections. Like we actually, some of them were already on the, our permanent display. Many of them, uh, we took them out of our storerooms, and so uh, let's say that all this exhibition was made from objects that were here in the museum, even the majority of them for many, many years. Right. And except, you know, in addition to the silver wares, which are mostly of the 18th century, we have on display for the first time a beautiful Torah curtain from 1601, uh, which bears also the coat of arms of the Cohen's family, which are the hands in the, the priestly benediction, and also um, a beautiful Torah mantle uh, made of, uh, you know, in red and, and goldish uh, colors. So it, those are all objects that were collected through since the museum's inception, even before 1965, I would say. Hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them were a later addition in uh, 2013. But uh, actually, it's all objects which are part of our holding. Did you have an opportunity to see the exhibit that uh, has been uh, displayed in Venice itself over the last few months? No, unfortunately, uh, I wasn't uh, there. It was a very important exhibition in the Palazzo Ducale, Venice, the Jews, and Europe, and Europe. But I was there before in April. I was uh, I've been invited from the Jewish Museum in Venice to give a lecture about our synagogue, as I said before, the Vittorio Veneto synagogue, right. in comparison to the Venetian synagogues, which is really they are part of the same cultural, artistical world. Yeah. yeah. When we're there, one of the points we'll keep making is just how how small the ghetto is, and all these synagogues that you're discussing are within, you know, almost literally a few feet from each other. Yes, actually, it's, it's really amazing. First of all, the ghetto was a crowded neighborhood, a very, very crowded neighborhood. You can see there was this big square, very crowded buildings, 
with a lot of floors, you know, that were added all the time, like fla uh, floor, uh, the apartments were divided in two floors sometimes, you know, because to enclose all this growing population that couldn't really grow in, um, in, this, in uh, expansion. Right. You know, the, the, the ghetto was a limited area. They couldn't and grow out. They had to... area, there were five big major synagogues, which were, I say major because they were most important, but actually they weren't big, and also some small uh, shul squole, what is right. a small synagogue, house of prayers. And there were the Scuola Tedesca, like the, Ger the Ashkenazi synagogue, the Scuola Spagnola, the Spanish, the Levantine, and the, the Italian one, and the Scuola Canton, which is another Ashkenazi synagogue. There were five beautiful, ornamented synagogues, which reflect so much the Venetian style of the same period, because this we have to understand all the objects reflect very much the style of the place where they were done, because these also uh, demonstrate interaction that was between the Jewish, the Jews, and the uh, and the Christian neighborhood. Yeah, the uh, it was like the ghetto was a closed area, but it was open from during the day. It was closed in the night and in the in the hours that it was open, uh, Jews could get out, Christians could come in. There were trade uh, links. And, uh, you know, everything was really active and noisy and uh, crowded. And uh, we have to imagine really a very alive place. No question about it. And walking through those synagogues on the entire area is, uh, is, is quite something. You really do feel the history. And we'll, we'll have an opportunity again uh, with our listeners to do that uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks in Venice itself. The exhibit is at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. It's called Venetian Splendor, marking 500 years of the Venice ghetto, the very first ghetto. Uh, the curator is uh, Joya Perugia uh, Stolman, and um, she has put together this uh, entire exhibit, which you can see at the Israel Museum. And some of the objects are really incredible. It's, it's, it's remarkable to think <laughs> that they were able to, uh, to afford and go ahead and uh, and create these types of pieces back then. Yeah. I think... So, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I wanted also just a point that I didn't uh, recall now, that the word ghetto mm -hmm. is a Venetian word. Right. That means foundry. Right. It's the place, the metal foundry, uh, that became the Venice ghetto. The Jews were put in these neighborhoods. Uh, at first, it was a foundry. So the word ghetto... It's a Venetian word that today, it's a cosmopolitan world used for other ghettos also. Yeah, usually people think about the Warsaw Ghetto, Harlem mm -hmm. Ghetto, but actually the world started in Venice. That it's is, a Venetian term. That's where it all became. That's where it all began, and that's where it eventually applied to all enclosed Jewish neighborhoods, all because of 500 years ago in Venice. Uh, Joya Todaraba, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck. Good Thank luck. Thank you, and come to see the exhibition. We hope to, and we're in Jerusalem, and good luck with the exhibit. It's uh, happening at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem, Venetian Splendor, marking 500 years of the Venice Ghetto. It's now through the middle of 2017. More coming up 14 minutes before 8 o'clock, JM in the AM. We mentioned the Jewish Unity Initiative is going to be heading to Venice, and we're going to be there uh, for two great radio broadcasts starting on the 21st of November because of this 500 years of the Venetian Ghetto. And uh, one of the things we're going to be doing, as has become our habit with the Jewish Unity Initiative, is leaving a gift of great Jewish music 
for the uh, Jews who are living in Venice and the surrounding areas. Uh, there are a few hundred Jews who are there at this time and who uh, rarely, as you can imagine, are able to participate in Jewish cultural events. But one of the things we're doing is bringing them some incredible music, uh, including a gentleman from Israel uh, who's going to be joining us in Venice specifically for that specific Motza'e Shabbat for the big performance, and that's Itzik Dadya. And here he is at JM in the AM. Yeah. 